side of Hines, played it across. There's the record for CJ Savard, number 15. It's the speed of Pico. He's in. Score. Five for another union. Hello, everyone. This is the KOW Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW's Greg Rolandini. And I'm Mike Servideo from Philly Soccer Page. And this week, who else could it be but... David Akam, David Akam, our uh, Filthy Union's newest star coming over from the Chicago Fire. They signed a player. Yay. And they spent some money and got a player. So very excited to hear from David. So uh, let's check it out. Talk a little bit about the process, how you became a, a Philadelphia Union player. When, when did you first find out this was going to happen? Uh... In fact, I, I didn't even know there was there was any talk about trade. Like, uh, I was I just got a call from from Eddie and and Jim talking about me joining. I got to the team field and and on, I think that was on was it Friday. So I just got a call from them and they told me. Even though a little bit, I was I was surprised a little bit, but after that. It's all thanking and 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 I told them obviously I'm I'm really happy to to come and when I came here the 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 reception the the facilities everything I'm I'm really impressed and and ready to go. So you you've you've only been here for a day or two. What have your conversations with uh, Jim Curtin and Ernie Stewart looked like? Um, have have they gotten you excited for the season? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've met like. Really, really great, great group, uh, group of guys here with, with talent, and and we've been talking about how we want to to do what this season, and and I know there's a lot of talent in this locker room, so for me, I'm really excited, and I can't, I can't wait to to get started. Um, have you talked a little bit how how, how you think you're going to fit into the team? It, from everything we're hearing, it looks like you might project on the on the right side of the. Uh, Right side of the pitch, uh, kind of coming in like that. Uh, is, is there any talk yet about with the uh, with Jim? We, we we're still working in training and mm-hmm. to find the, the best to find what's what's good for the team. And it's not just about me coming in. We, we just want to find what's best for the team and what everyone's role will be in the team. So we just started training, and we still, even though we have ideas what we want to do, but. It's still early on, early on to say where I'm going to play. Obviously, CJ Sapong had a, a pretty strong year last year with scoring goals, and, and so do you. How do you see the two of you guys working together, and then possibly with uh, Fafa Pako coming off the other wing? Uh, sorry, come again. CJ, CJ had a really great year up top for the the Union last year. How do you see yourself working with uh, Sapong and then Fafa Pako on the other wing? Oh, oh, CJ is, is, is a proven goal scorer and a player in MLS. I've, I've played against him many times, and he's a player you don't want to face because he's, he's strong, he's a good finisher, and, and can, can really help in a better play. So for me to be his teammate is, is amazing because I know what, what he can bring to the table. And it to be good for me to, to be able to play around him because uh, you have like defenders really focus on him and and Fafan as well. He is a good winger, quick, quick here and and got like really good speed. So 
and will give a lot of defenders headaches because we have a lot of different options that they'll be worried about. So last year you had, uh, M, you know, your best year in MLS with with Chicago with the fourteen goals. You had uh, the eight assists as well, playing you know twenty one hundred minutes. You know, um, a year like that, a really strong year like that. How do you uh, how do you build on, on on a year like that coming into this year? For me, every every time, every season, at the beginning of every season, I just. I just tell myself I want to do better than what I did the following year, and 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 also I want I want to develop every 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 day. So it's I just it's, it's about competing. I want to go out there and compete, and also help help this team uh, in the playoff to get into the playoff. Even even if I don't score enough goals, but help this help the Philadelphia Union get into the playoff is a success for me. So I know that you just got here, but what what has the off season been like for you? Have you been in Chicago for the off season, or or did you go back home? Uh, I had I had a surgery in the off season, so I was I was in Chicago for a bit for rehab, then went back home to to continue the rehab. So it's been quiet off season because I was just doing my rehab and trying to get stronger and better. So one player on the union you already seem to have a pretty strong relationship with is Ali Bedoya. He tweeted he was really excited that you guys were going to reunite. You guys played together in Sweden, I believe. Uh, talk about Ali a little bit. What kind of player? What, what kind of guy is he to play with? What kind of guy is he on the field in the locker room? Uh, we, we we all know what Bedoya is. Bedoya is someone who is he's uh, a leader and he. He command respect on the field in the locker room. So playing with him, I played with him two years in a row. I played with him two years in a row, and he made me a better player. So for me, I would expect the same from him. He he he, he would demand better from me. He wants you to do well. He wants you to do good for the team. So uh, it, it would be good to to have him in the team, and also he's the captain. So that's that's as easy as it comes. Is going to take control of the team and, and make sure things are going really well. You've, you've obviously come to Philadelphia a couple of times with uh, with the Chicago Fire in the, the past three seasons. But do you do you know a lot about the city before before getting here? Had you spent any time here? Yeah, actually, I, I, I did. Like three years ago, we we had like the MLS Cup on Wednesday. Then uh, we had the US Cup on on. Open Cup on Wednesday, then MLS game on Sunday. So we came here for like a week. So we we, we had so much time to to, to explore the city, and, and I did. And actually, like the city though, it's, it's really nice. Not too big city, and, and there's so much to do here. What was what was your uh, your favorite part in that week that you spent here? Sorry. What was your favorite part of the city in the week that you were here? Uh. It's like there's so much like historic, uh, historic uh, stuff around. So for me, I want to, I want to learn, I want to uh, develop as a person as well. So I was, I was like a tourist, always every day in the town, looking at all the historic buildings and and and, and the facilities around. Well, David, I want to thank you very much uh, 
joining us tonight. Um, good luck with the with the season. I know the fans are really excited to uh, you know for the season to start now to see uh, what, what you're going to bring to the Philadelphia Union uh, every week down down at Talon. Uh, so once again, thanks a lot for joining us and good luck. Uh, thank you very much. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you, David. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. That was a little guest appearance there from uh, our good friend Matt Bonifer. Matt Bonifer's always been wanting to be on the podcast. <laughs> I know it for a fact. Um, He's been waiting to be for his guest call. <laughs> that was uh, our good friend Matt that works with the team that helps us out kind of there, there at the end. But, uh, yeah, David, this, this is as exciting as it's been in a while for the union right now. Yeah, no, I think it was uh I think it was pleasantly surprising that the the union went out and addressed one of their their major needs yeah. with a, a guy that knows the league, a guy that had a career year last year um that has had some success on the international level. Um it it's 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 almost surprising how <laughs> how good of a fit it seems. And I was down at the draft Friday and for the first hour hour and a half it was for the union, not looking like much was going on, and you know, I'm just doing some updates. Uh, our good friend Matt the George hopped on a hopped on a video, a live video with me that I did, and it was just, you know, it was, it was interesting, you know, because it's always kind of fun to see all the teams together. But, but from my vantage point, um, you could see some of the union guys, Ernie and Jim, coming over to the Chicago table, which was you know a few feet in front of me, and I was like, okay, maybe something's going on there, or you know. So just keep an eye on that. And then like about an hour and a half into the draft, it started, you know, it came out of the ESPN FC first and it kind of bubbled up and now, you know, and they made the announcement. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I, it was, you know, it was good timing for the union. Cause you know, I think a lot of union fans were a little disappointed without having a pick in the, the first two rounds and the draft being in Philadelphia. Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was, it was exciting for the home, the home team to make a splash that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the best splash that you could make. I mean, that was, that was, I think a lot of people and, you know, we addressed it a little bit last week that the trading up in the draft was maybe not the, wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. But this, <laughs> this I, th- I think this, this is, you know, 10 times better than trading up in the draft. Oh, it absolutely is. Times. It's, it's, you know, it's 1.2 million in the gam and the TAM, however you want to, whichever bucket you want to stick all that. And that that's for the uh, GMs to figure out how they get spent and moved around. That's fine. Um, I, I think it's. Did you? Can you make the case you, you sent a, you overpaid a little bit? Maybe, but you do that sometimes. If that's the player you want, sometimes you 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 overpay a few bucks, and I'm I'm okay with that because this is a guy that comes in. Does he fix everything? No, but he helps you out a lot. Yeah. No, I, th- I think we were we were all really worried looking at the the attacking options up front. You know, I think we know what we have in CJ Sapong. Um, I think you you got a taste of what Fafapako can bring mm-hmm. to the table last year. But to have a guy like David Akam come in who has built his career over the last three seasons in this league, I, I think that's huge. I and I don't even know did did they overpay? I, I, it's, I don't it's, know. It's really I don't know. hard. I, it's really hard because you don't see. This internal moves inside the league, that and, often. and especially for money like this, I yeah. mean, this is like you know more of a pure transfer where cash goes one way, the player right. you comes know, the other way. You don't see that that much in MLS. You see player transfers, right? Not, not so more. I mean, like you know, guys like us, we're big Premier League people and follow European soccer, and I think you know we've been able to watch the, the valuations of players moving between yeah. leagues and between teams over there. 
Um, but to, to see it in MLS, it's interesting, and mm-hmm. I think it, it sets a little bit of a precedent it, too. It, it really does. It really, it really, it really does. And what have I said a lot about the union the last year, year and a half? Is you know there are a lot of B players on this team. There's not too many A players. A lot of complementary players. Not, but nobody's really the guy. A comp could be the guy. He's a guy. And there's nobody on this team before that that the other teams are doing. He's a guy when you're the coach and you're kind of scheming your defense. He's the first guy you worry about. Now. Yeah. And you know, I think probably you know you game plan for all these guys. You game plan for CJ for for Fafa, but I mean, but Akam is a guy I think defenses worry about that coaches worry about that you know fullbacks and center backs worry about. I think every game all the time just because his speed, he could get behind you. He could, you know, he could finish. He can pass. He's a complete, you know, he's a very complete player. So he's an A guy. He's a guy that's going to take pressure off of CJ. He's a guy that's going to take pressure off of Fafa. He's a guy, whoever you put in, in at the 10, he's a guy that's going to take pressure off of that guy. And I think most importantly. I don't importantly, know if he's going to take pressure off the 10, but we'll, well get back whatever. to that. <laughs> and, and most importantly, I think in this stage, he takes some pressure off of your younger guys where a week ago it looked like. A lot of those guys were going to get thrown into the fire. Now, he takes some pressure off that you, you're not necessarily you're not you don't have to overplay a Marcus Epps now. You don't have to overplay a, a Fontana now as much. You 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 can manage at least off, you know on your offensive end you can manage those minutes a little better because you have a guy like David Kahn and he helps you greatly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've seen it the last couple of seasons when Chicago Fire comes to town. You know, I th- you know, it was a little bit different last year that they had a little, quite a bit better firepower. But yeah. even in the the two years prior to that, where they were they were not one of the stronger teams in the in the MLS, that the Union had to plan for David Akam, yeah. and he killed the Union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And um... but I think I think one of the the key things is, and especially if he's deployed on the right side, will be the chemistry that he develops with the the outside back on that side. I was just going to say, it's going to be. I mean, I think we're. I don't know what it's going to be at this point. I, I think we're assuming today. I think it, we're assuming it's Keegan. We got to hope. Yeah, uh, you, I, I, mean, I, I hate th- to I'm, assume, but yeah. you got to hope. Um, yeah, that, that I, th- I think certainly that there's a, a stronger upside to having a guy like Keegan Rosenberry versus a guy like Ray Gaddis behind David. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think a guy that, that can over actually overlap. And, and we talked about that on the, uh, the pod last year that you know having a guy like El Sino or. Um, yeah, I think it's Pon- it or Epps or Pontius. Yeah, yeah. there there were guys that that had the chemistry with that Rosenberry that in the season before. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. So I think that you no, know, that, that that actually actually very much helps. Will help a guy like Keegan, and you know if, if he gets out there, which I assume he is. But you know, it's a, it could be a story for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it like I said, it doesn't solve everything. I still think you need that attacking, that creative force in the middle. Especially if you still line up in the in the four two three one, you need that guy that's in the middle, the top of that triangle, that three triangle there. Yeah, I th- you know I think we talked we've talked a little bit about this the last two weeks of you know how that that central midfield role is going to be rolled out. Is it is it going to be that inverted triangle that pushes Harris a little higher, which I think makes sense with the group of players you have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it is it going to be El Sino in that role? Or is there another signing coming that it doesn't feel like it? Yeah, the, the, Ernie's kind of hitting around the edges. Yes, no, maybe as Ernie does. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I mean, I, this came out of the blue. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the comp thing came completely out of the blue, so he could have something up his sleeve. I don't know. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I don't want to bring us down either, but there, you still haven't spent any money. You, you spent the money that the league gave you to spend, and I think that that's going to still resonate with Union fans. <laughs> yeah, but you got you get the player you want it. You did. I, I, I mean, think that's exciting. The, you found a way to help the team. I think ultimately that's the goal. Yeah. Whether you're spending Garber bucks, as somebody said on Twitter, right. or you're spending Jay Sugarman's money, you did something to help the team. And I'm 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 fine with that. I mean, yeah. Are they going to cut one of Jay Sugarman's checks down the line? Maybe. Who knows? But he, he did something to really improve. And it's it's nice to see them spend on an attacking spot because all the big DP. You know, it's been uh, sixes and eights. It's, it's been Mo, yeah. It's been Mo. You know, I mean, it, I it's spending, been Alley. I think they're spending Tam to buy down Andre's contract a little bit. I I think so. I think that's kind of that was one of the things that floated around, floated yeah. out in the contract. That's fine too yeah yeah <laughs> that's what that stuff's there for yeah and they're no. using it properly um yeah it's I, I mean i can't say enough positive things about the player and about you know, the move i think it's a it's a it's a really good move and it you're a better team today than you were a week ago yeah and i think you know it's particularly exciting that it's come out that he's going to be here for a couple right. of years too. at least through the 2020 or at least which, this you know has a contract yeah which which was kind of up in the air a little bit because yeah, the contract was coming you know, I, and, I, and I texted you last week to say, you know, if they spent $1.2 million on a guy that's only going to be here for a year, I don't know if that's a good move at all. all right. But but to know that it's it's at least three, I think that that's really positive. I kind of mocked up a, a depth chart a little bit just to kind of go through where the union stands today. If they, I didn't even put out, uh, I didn't even put Andre on there. Because like, seriously, what's the point? I, I, mean, I think we know it, Andre's I mean, the number one. He's just you yeah. put it in there in stone, and there you yeah. go. Um, so let's go go through it real quick. Up up at the top at your forward position, you got Sapong, obviously Burke and Simpson. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be interesting how they they treat those guys, and I, you know, I'll be I'll be interested to see if both of those forwards make the game day roster, mm-hmm. and if they're going to be both in the eighteen, because I think it's probably unlikely on a team that only plays with yeah, one striker. I, it, especially when you if you're going to carry Herbers and Akam, which are two guys that can play, right? Exactly, can play strikers. So why yeah. have that extra guy? Why have Simpson? And you know, if you have Burke, why have Simpson? And, yeah. and, and vice versa. So CJ starts, and you got those other two kind of vying for. Basically coming off the bench right now. Um, I put Burke ahead of Simpson because, like I said to you before we we went on the air, he scored he has scored more than one goal in this country. So I, I, I give him a slight edge. Sorry, Jay, you're a great guy, but it's, it's the reality of things. Yeah. Left side, I have Fafa. Uh, I put Akam there second just because I don't think he's going to start on the left side. I think he projects to the right, but I think he could play. Yeah, I all get the, three I get spots. the sense they're gonna they're gonna see how it works out. Yeah. So. And I wouldn't be surprised to see even some in game switches depending mm-hmm. on matchups yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and this is again, this is just kind of loose. But I put, you know, just for com, a calm second. I put Epps on there on the left piece again. I think they could be. I think he's more right side, but I think they're going to flop flip flop this around a little bit. And I put Fontana out there. Uh, he's probably more a central guy, but I, I he was I forgot about him. I think it'll it'll be I could, it'll be interesting to see how they how they treat Anthony Fontana this year too. If he's if he's a guy that. Spends time in Bethlehem if he's mm-hmm. a guy that 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 makes the the eighteen. Yeah. 
you know, I, th- yeah. I think we'll, we'll have a clearer picture of this over the next one or two weeks. When, yeah, when, when, you, when, they, when you start seeing some gameplay. Yeah. Uh, now the tricky part, <laughs> that number 10, that creative midfielder. Today, I, mean, it's, it's, yeah. I put Elsino, Najem, Herbert's just because I think Herbert's can play not really a, as a 10, but yeah, as but a, more of a second striker. Strong striker, and I think he looks pretty good in the center. I'd like to see that more, so I, I put that there. Yeah, and I said I said to you too. Like I, I don't know how Madunian fits into that role. I guess it depends on on how Jim Curtin sees the mm-hmm. the three central midfielders. If he wants to flip them, yeah. Um, now on the right side, I have that's probably a calm. A calm. I think that's where he projects to start. A calm. Elsino, Herbers, and Abs. Yeah, the, the depth on the right. I think probably Elsino and Herbers are are on on even footing there. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be dependent on how Herbers comes back mm-hmm. and, and how he looks. And they get, and they're two different players too. And they, yeah, they, they are. Get, they, they give you different things. They so give probably you diff- matchup dependent. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so in the center, kind of at the eight, I have uh, Alec Bedoya. Well, I mean, well, this is well, I, 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 this is six or the eight, whatever. But I have Harris Jones Craval at the one spot. Yeah. Uh, and at the other spot, Bedoya Jones Craval. Right. Um, and like we said, I think that's going to be dependent on how he treats that middle triangle. Right. If it's if it's the inverted triangle or if it's the non-inverted triangle. <laughs> I was Personally, terrible at geometry. I, well, I go for the inverted triangle. And we, I think we talked about this a little bit last week before we got a comm, obviously. But I think if you go with the inverted triangle, you can play Harrison Bedoya together with Jones. Yeah. Because Jones could slip back and that kind of it's mm-hmm. more like that 4-1-4-1. And he's the one in front of the back four. And I think he'd probably be more comfortable there. Just he has all that territory to himself, and he could kind of worry about that and and, and do that. Um, so left back, Fabinho's got to be one. Fabinho, Real, Gaddis. Yep, uh, Real's the kid they just they just brought up. Yeah, I think don't, don't know a ton about him, but every, I think he projects pretty well. And people, you know, everything you've seen about he's, him, he's they a like young left back. So. It'll be interesting to see how he fits into the team and if he can yeah. if he can work his way. Now in the center back, uh, again it gets a little tricky. But I got Richie, Richie Marquez, Yarrow, and Trusty at the one spot, and Elliot Yarrow and Trusty at the other. That's kind of your yeah. I, I feel like we kind of agreed on that last week that, I, that it's probably Richie Marquez and and, and Jack Elliott mm-hmm. as your number one pair going into the preseason. But I, you know, I I still think they should. St- Kind of sign an adult back there, yeah, like a, a veteran guy. I, I don't know if they will. Just hearing Ernie, he seemed ambivalent about that. I think they need that personally. We'll see. I hope Richie can bounce back. He fell completely off the table last year after after starting. I don't know how many consecutive matches in MLS he kind of disappeared, unfortunately. And we came back. He, he, you know, he didn't really didn't totally equate himself well. I thought in a couple games he had, he had he had a couple mistakes, but again, it's a guy that's been sitting on the bench all year. Yarrow, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you got to <laughs> hope that he comes into the preseason both a very healthy mm-hmm. and b really up for it, because I think he was a guy that had a had an injury prone year last year, but also when he came back from that injury. Never got up to speed and really didn't put a good account of himself out there. No, to the point where he lost he lost his job by the end of the season. No, um, so that that's it's going to be a big year for you. It's going to be a big year for a couple guys, a couple yeah. of these guys. Yeah, but you know, and you know, I, I see you got 
Trusty on there too. Yeah, you know, I think uh, he's in the mix. I think he's in the mix. I think I, he know, plays, he's a guy we don't know a lot about yeah. and we haven't seen a ton of. Right, and, and you know he didn't even get a, get a lot of Bethlehem time because he did a lot of national team work last year yeah. as well. So, um, but I think he's today. You got to put him in the mix. Yeah, you know I think you know he's a guy that that's going to have to to prove himself in training and a, and a guy that's going to have to have some good preseason games. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be good to see him. I, I think it'll be interesting to evaluate. And uh, right side, right fullback, I have Keegan Gaddis and McKenzie, the other homegrown guy they brought in. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, again, going to be just where they stand defensively. All these young guys are in the mix today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm looking forward to, to asking Jim about how he sees the right mm-hmm. back position at the start of camp. Is it, is it an open position that, you know, someone's going to win? Mm-hmm. Does he have an idea of who's going to start? I mean, knowing Jim Curtin, he's he's going to keep it pretty close to the chest, and he's probably going to say that, you know, both Keegan and Ray Gaddis have a chance to to be the starter, and it's going to be determined by training. Yeah, um, just the year that Keegan had last year, it's I I'd like to see him start, and we we spoke ad nauseum about him last season <laughs> about that whole situation. It yeah. was it was a it was a rough situation, I think, for the player and for the team. I I, I think his, his upside is. So good, and you gotta hope he learned a lot from last year. I, you know, I think it's a little two way street. I think Jim got a little entrenched with him, kind of in his mindset of the player. Again, you know, not being there all the time, not seeing him, you know how how they interact, but it just felt like kind of both the player and and the coach got a little entrenched in their in in their respective attitudes, for lack of a better term, and and just. Kind of kept going and going, unfortunately. Yeah, you, I, you know, I think we all hope that there's a clean slate between the two of them. And uh, yeah, you, you got to hope. And it was just—I don't think it was all you chuck. You chuck it all to that dynamic. I mean, there were on-field things that Keegan yeah, did that, know, that were thought, lacking. I th- yeah, I thought Keegan definitely took a step back. Yeah, yeah, he, he certainly, he certainly <laughs> did, and uh, and. You know, he, he started to improve a little bit and then had the whole social media thing, which was strange, but <laughs> at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think for your game day roster, it's going to be Keegan Rosenberry, Ray Gaddis, and Fabinho as your fullbacks. Yeah. And it's going to be two of those guys starting and one guy on the bench. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, best one of the best keepers in the league, Andre Blake, backstopping it all. Yeah. What's Ron McCarthy coming back to, though? You know, I think. And you just look at this, and MLS being the way it is, I think they're just that one. They, they're a 10 away from being they are a pretty. A decent team. Yeah. Or an MLS Cup team? I don't know. A playoff team? Probably. Yeah. You know, I, th- you know, I think signing a com mm-hmm. and looking at the players that, that have, have gone, you know, I, I think that they're at least in the same place that they were last year, which is. I think when we evaluated the talent that they had at the beginning of last season, we saw them as a team pushing to make one of the last playoff spots. Yeah. And I think you could look at this group and you can have a similar opinion. Yeah, you'd, you'd love to see them take that that other step though and go and and sign that one other yeah. game changing player. And then you look at the squad and go, "This is a team that should yeah. make the playoffs." Yeah, I'm not willing to say that this team should make the playoffs. I think they they can scrape all year, and I think they yeah. are. Like I said, they're a better team today than they were a week ago. Yeah, oh, for sure, for with, sure. Where the comp is, but, I mean, you look at you look at teams that that did make the playoffs last year. The the Red Bulls and I think Columbus, they're not really huge leaps no. ahead of the 
where the Philadelphia Union is right now. Let's I, yeah. Let's talk about a player that's not on the Union that is out there that wants a trade that fits the needs that this Philadelphia team has. Is it Lee Wynn? Lee Wynn. Um, and it sounds like that situation in New England's going from bad to worse. Lee yeah. wants out. They are. He didn't report for Trent. They they are saying that he's not trading. Yeah, he's not going to go. It's 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 getting ugly. As ugly as you've really seen in MLS, you don't see this too often. You see kind of the weird stuff that Kyle Irons going through with Besiktas, where he just kind of pieces out and leaves the country. Yeah, that's happened a couple times. This this kind of inter intra league kind of thing is you don't see too much. I would take a flyer on Lee Win. I think he's a guy that he's he's again he's more of a short term solution than a com is. Obviously, he's, he's a com's a little younger, and but when if you get get him for a year, year and a half, or how, however you, you want it, he's again a guy that helps you because you don't have to play El Senio in a position he's not really suited for at the ten. You know, Najem, who's the other guy that might project in that spot. He gets a little pressure taken off of him that he's not getting thrown out there maybe before his time or before the team's comfortable with him. He's he's an MLS player. And Jim made that point. It was an interesting point he made about David. It's like you can spend that money and get a guy from Europe and like on his first flight from Philadelphia to Portland is like, what the heck is this? What did I get myself into? And, and David has done that flight. David's done knows MLS, so you spend money to get a guy that's already acclimated. Again, you get a guy that's already acclimated to MLS that can help you. I think you have to at least entertain it. Yeah, you know, I think I think I, I think he's a player that that fits in what the union are looking mm-hmm. for, and I and I agree with with all the things that you're saying. I I'm curious what League Win is looking for out of this situation, though. Obviously, he's unhappy with the way things are right. going in New England. Um. And I, I can't speak to a lot of what the Revolution are, are yeah. planning for the upcoming season, but I don't I don't know where what he's looking for. No, is he holding out to get, go to a, a Toronto or a, which I, I don't know where he would play on Toronto? Honestly, they're pretty yeah. stacked. Or or an NYCFC? Is he looking to go to it? But again, you look at the Union right but, now. But if you look at, if you look at the, yeah, if I'm looking at your depth chart that you're holding up there, and if you put if you put Lee Guin on there, right. he's the best ten. You tell him you're running the show. This is your team. You come here. This is your team. You're not you're not fighting for spots with like the Michael Bradleys of the world, or you know you know or NYFC that have have talent, you know, or stacked. You come in here. You're the guy, and you got David Akam on your other side that you're going to pass to, and and you got one of the top goal store scores from last year up top that you can pass to. You could sell, and you have young talent around. I mean, you got you know a national team guy in Bedoya behind you. You could sell this to 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 a Lee Wynn and say, "Come here for a couple of years. We can make a pretty good push." Yeah. What What do you have to give up to give? I don't know. That's yeah. that's. Do you, Do you have enough of your of your uh, barber bucks laying around after after this in, in the Andre deal? I don't know. What is what What is the total amount of garber bucks that? <laughs> that's a great question. I have no idea. Um. That, that you know, that's because I think there is more, right? Is this, yeah, I think there is because the the, the Garber bucks spent on a com <laughs> are twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen right. Garber bucks. So it's money you're spreading. Yeah, that's money you're spreading around. Radio.com. You know, everybody's got a price, and it's, it's sooner or later New England is going to call a price. Poorly win. Is it picks? Is it a player? Is it money? Combination. 
I think you get you put him in this team, even with your your question marks of defense. Blake's good enough; he papers over a lot of that, or can at least. You put Lee Wynn in that in that ten, you know, with Fafa and Akam and CJ up top. I'll take that. I'll take that attacking four. I'll take that those attacking options right there. Yeah, like I said, I think you know if you if you put Lee Wynn on that that depth chart, he's the best ten. Yeah, easily and. Pro- maybe and probably your second best player. Yeah, after yeah. Uh, your third field player after. And you a have comp. to think he's got a couple of years left in him. He's twenty eight. He's thirty one. He? He, yeah, he's he's. I'm surprised because okay. he played a lot overseas. He was in yeah. Asia playing. He played yeah. played a lot of years in Asia. Um, I he was younger for some reason. I think he's. He, but so he's in that range though. He's in like the thirty thirty one range. But still, you get him for a couple. I mean, well, you have you, you know you you have Harris and you have. But Doy, who are in that range as well, the 30, 30, 30 to 33 range. 31, huh? you're right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's not going to kill you <laughs> to have him around. And that's my other point, too, with Jones. Jones is going to play more because you do have your two central midfielder guys, your deep players are on the other side of 30. You got to assume they're both not playing 34 games. So, you know, Jones gets, is going to get starts in there, you would think. But, it, you know, if I'm the Philadelphia Union, I think it just makes way too much sense. <laughs> and we've known uh, how to, so and of course they'll disappoint me as as, as they have um so you, anything you, else we need to, yeah do what? you think there's any chance that there's there's a dp10 coming in no 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 there it could be a 10 coming in could be lee win could be somebody else could be even a, even like a like a what tam i don't know dp10 I, I don't i don't know maybe they want to Keep that for something else yeah. they're, they're in the reserves for something. I don't know. What are you keeping it for? I don't know. I mean, it's I like know. it's been two years know. since they've needed a 10. It's still the, still the position that they I need, do, I, despite I David Akam. So, well, okay, who are your DPs right now? It's it's Bedoya and Akam, right? Yeah. And I don't think Blake is a DP, right? I don't think Blake is. I don't think Harris is. No. He may be, but I don't no, think Harris he is. Doesn't. Um, <sighs> should they do that? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd even love them to see to bring in like a young DP. Yeah, right. Get a, get like a, the, the other special a, a kid, rules. A kid from you know, like a twenty, yeah. the kid from Argentina or right. some twenty-six year old guy from Argentina or something like that. That other teams seem to be doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I still think they're gonna. I think they're gonna fill that position. I don't know if it's gonna be a huge splash. I, I think Lee Wynn is a good fit. Yeah, for you, and I think it's and eventually that's going to crack. I, he's not going to be a revolution player, I don't think this year. It certainly doesn't feel like it. It it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good blood between the two. No, um, no. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch how it works out. Yeah, that's it's and uh, it's Friedel up there, right? His his first yeah. coaching gig. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks guys for <laughs> causing causing. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be throwing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Union fans and Revolution fans have a have a yeah, lot of shared misery. They, they, I think it's some similar um, stuff. Anyway, uh, anything else we need to discuss? Well, I, I tried to do a little last week. You want to talk about the Arsenal? <sighs> hey, going to Wembley. Going to Wembley. League Cup, baby. That's that's Woo! good. Win today. We, beat Chelsea. League Cup. It's yeah. always nice to beat Chelsea. Yeah. Um, you take what you can get at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's. I guess I don't. I don't know if you take a little solace in the fact 
that you, you're going to Wembley after losing Alexis this weekend. It's tough losing Alexis. I'm glad we got a player coming. Oh, we got Mkhitaryan. Yeah, because, you know, I think he's a good fit for her Arsenal too. Because if they got money back, it would just go away. It would just sit somewhere, yeah. they, and it, they would get you know some Norwegian left back I'm in two years. Fascinated how Alexis Sanchez is going to play for Jose Mourinho, though, aren't you? Oh yeah, just you know, as a guy uh, that does not play a lot of defense uh, in a system any, that's. It's all about yeah. playing defense. Right, right. And, you know, you have this dynamic player and you have Jose Marino that's going to tell him to park the bus. We'll see how that goes. And yeah. the thing with Jose, when people buy what he's selling, they buy it and they go all in. But when they don't, you see the cracks form pretty quickly. Right. I think, And I think you saw and, it very clearly in the Premier League with Eden Zard. Yeah. And I, th- I think you, you, you know, I, I don't know how you get in, into Sanchez's head to get him to buy what you're selling because he's kind of going to. Do what he feels like doing yeah. most of the time. So that's that's going to be interesting if, if, if that's that's a good marriage. Yeah, um, but I do see Nick Tarion fit into the Arsenal system. I, I, think, I think he will. He's, he's a, a passer. He's, he's a passer. He keeps the ball on the, the ground. He's, he's around pretty good. You know, he, he wants to be – I think he'll be less selfish, I, I guess, than Sanchez. I think he'll look to get other guys involved – and you want there are a lot of and you wanted Sanchez to be selfish because he has you know he's so good around goal and he could score any time from anywhere so that's fine but yeah. I think I think he's Mkhitaryan's going to be a guy that gets other gets players involved he's going to be what they lost with Santi I think in a lot of ways I yeah. think he's that other playmaking option because you were losing you look at the team you're losing like your your your, your playmakers you guys that can create for you um, I mean Jack's playing better but he's more in that deep spot right now. So I, I think it'd be interesting to see where he slots in. Yeah. Him, so. No, I, th- I think it's going to be I interesting. Think he, uh, Tuesday, I think he's going to yeah because they play again Tuesday against Swan- Swansea. No. Uh but they play on Tuesday, so I think he's going to make the. He'll probably make the eleven for that. So yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry it's, about it's, the Arsenal talk. Oh, no, it's. it's <laughs> I like talking Arsenal. I like talking um, Premier League. And the one thing we got to do before we go is we have to make fun of the Leeds badge. Oh, man. <laughs> if anybody has seen that, which they already backtracked on oh, because they're just getting massacred out there. And I will say, and I have a couple of good friends that are Leeds fans. I do not like Leeds United. Right. They're a lot of not people one don't. of my favorite yeah. teams. I, I do not like their fans 30, 30 a whole Leeds. lot. They, they they do not have a good reputation no, with the Reading fans, especially. Or, or, no, or any fans. Any fans, mostly. <laughs> but I don't wish that logo on anybody. Uh, if anybody's <laughs> seen it, it's a guy in a white t-shirt, like kind of with his fist on his chest. I don't know what it means or yeah. why. It was and it was fascinating that they like apparently like queried like ten thousand people. Who are these people? Yeah. I want to meet some of these people. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, Who, were I, they conscious? Yeah, they are Leeds fans. <laughs> were they? I, I, I want to know. It's it's terrible and it's terrible and completely hilarious at the same time. Yes, just because the just the reaction they got. It's wonderful. What was and wrong with their old logo? I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, it's classic. Fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Leeds. You see it? Oh, that's Leeds. Right. You know, it's it's not yeah. like it's. I got to. I guess who is that? You know, it's yeah. like. You see, you know who it is. It's Leeds. It's 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 kind of a little tradition. I mean, they were they were at one time, you know, the biggest team in 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 England. I mean, the, kind of in the pre Premier League days in seventies and eighties, they were you know as big as man as you know in yeah. Arsenal, Liverpool. They were yeah. up. They were up there. I mean, they've hit hard times, obviously, but yeah, but that's, that logo <laughs> is friggin' awful. Yeah, 
It's really terrible. Uh, Before we go, I do yeah. want to give uh, one shout out to, I don't know if you caught this news, uh, but Casa Soccer League, uh, Tim Hampson stepped down as the, the oh, president. Okay. Uh, to he's, I, I believe Tim's still going to be involved. I, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you listen every week, Tim, but uh, congrats on yeah. everything you got accomplished yeah, at Casa. Uh, we, we had Tim on last year talking yeah. about Casa and talking a little about Unity Cup. And uh, no, I know uh, it, it's a big, uh, just from talking to you guys that yeah, are involved, I know it's it's like a, it's a second it's a second job. It's a second job that you do not get paid for, <laughs> and and Tim really took Casa to a level that I I didn't know was achievable. Right. So congrats out to you, Tim. And uh, also, I was like I said, I was at the draft, and we heard we heard briefly from him earlier. But uh, Ryan Schwefinger and Matt Bodiford did just a killer job after the trade, and just kind of corralling all the media and getting Jim and, and Ernie there and just kind of making it really seamless and making it flow. And it's not easy. It's like, no. you know, it's hurting cats, getting all us over there, getting Jim and Ernie there, getting this. And it's a lot of, a lot of run around and a lot of time on the phone and yelling and this and that. And they were, they were great. And it was a, uh, and overall MLS does, did a really nice job at the draft. And it was a good experience. A lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun to be at. So, uh, Definitely, uh, definitely. Thanks to those guys, and uh, thank you for David Akam, who's the new superstar for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, seems like just a really cool guy, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching him. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we'll catch everybody next week.